Um, as you mentioned, we're wanting to continue with our series on It's Complicated. And just a quick reminder or a recap from last week, uh, we, we looked very practically at how love is patient, love is kind, and how people can't really make us ugly or bitter or jealous. Mm. Um, often circumstances just reveal to us what, what is actually going on inside of us. Mm. And we looked at a couple of ways that we can try and, and grow and, and strengthen through that um, so that we can actually strengthen our relationships. We know that the circumstances are unusual. You know, that we're finding ourselves in lockdown. Um, but I don't think God wants us to have a meltdown. I think God's <laughs> actually wanting us to, to grow, yeah. to strengthen, and to draw closer. Um, mm. Just because circumstances are challenging doesn't mean that we can't actually grow closer together uh, with those that you're living with and mm. even those... Uh, that you're doing work with. And so again, even today, we're just looking at a couple of very practical principles at uh, how we can cope with the COVID chaos mm-hmm. and, and how to keep learning to love each other, uh, whether whether it's colleagues, whether it's a family member, whether mm-hmm. it's a housemate, um, whether it's a sibling, mm-hmm. a spouse, a child, how do we continue to uh, grow in those relationships? So just a couple of principles. Sue's going to kick off with the first one. Yes, so the first one we want to encourage you with today is that we need to be able to embrace our emotions. Now, emotions are a gift. Um, Imagine what it would be like if we didn't have emotions. Imagine what it would be like if um, you were never able to enjoy the company of friends or um, if you had no delight um, in holding your newborn for the very first time. Or imagine when Jason got down on bended knee and asked me to marry him and I had no excitement or joy towards that. In the same way, we also have emotions that we experience when things happen that make us sad. Imagine having, um, experiencing no grief at the loss of a loved one or experiencing no disappointment at the loss of a job or failing a test. So emotions are important. They're a gift. Um, It's what we do with those emotions. And emotions are um, a stepping stone. They're not a stumbling block. So they're meant to help us identify what we are experiencing, what we are feeling, so that we can deal with our emotions. And one of the things that has become quite evident in talking to people with young children and us having a teenage daughter ourselves is that um, during this time, our kids especially are struggling with their emotions. Um, I've heard reports of kids who are um, crying during this time, in life just being so different to what they used to, in missing their friends, in having to do work at home, and that in itself is so unusual and different for them. But what we want to encourage you with um, in in, in this point about embracing your emotions is also allowing your children to embrace their emotions. I want to encourage you that it's okay for them to feel their emotions, to feel sadness, to feel disappointed, to feel unhappy, um, to feel lost at not being able to play with their friends. It's actually totally normal. Now, if you're a, a parent like me, like Jason, we don't like our kids to feel a lot of the emotions that they do. We don't want them to be sad. We don't want them to feel lonely, but we know that in order for them to grow through their emotions, they need to be able to feel it. They need to know um, how to work through what they're feeling. So we want to encourage you today to really just um, maybe sit down and actually have a conversation with your child about the feelings that they're having, the emotions that they're having. Yeah, I think even 
uh, for us adults, we need to be kind to ourselves as well. So sometimes we can get very discouraged. We can be yeah. hard on ourselves if we feel like we're failing in our emotions. Um, mm. If we if we lose our temper or if yeah. we express anger or anxiety or just concern. Um, and again, I love this idea that emotions are real even if they're not right. Yeah. And and again, really, the point we're trying to make here is be kind to yourself, mm -hmm. be kind to others. These are amplified circumstances. So even under like the best of circumstances, yeah. normal circumstances, we're having to deal with our own emotions and others' emotions. And our only encouragement here is not to deny them, don't try and bury them or even just escape them. Um, actually embrace them and and see see what it's indicating. Mm. So so our emotions are if you're looking at a dashboard on a car, mm. our emotions are kind of like a like a warning light or, or it's an indicator. It's not the steering wheel. So it isn't yeah. it does indicate yeah. to us that something's going on. I'm feeling stressed mm. or anxious or or like you're infringing on my boundaries. It it does indicate something and so we need to pay attention that's yeah. i think what we mean by a stepping stone not a not a stumbling block but don't allow it to be the steering wheel yeah uh, where it controls everything uh we we want our choices to lead and our feelings to follow but that doesn't mean we don't mm. uh don't deny our feelings and just to encourage you from scripture in romans 12 uh, verse 15 in the esv it says rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Yeah. So it's actually encouraging us that it's okay to allow each other to experience emotions and to not just expect like a quick, yeah. come on now, get over it, but to actually allow each other to process it. So yeah. I wanna say, you know, be kind to each other, be kind to yourself, um, rejoice. So when, when Jason is, is rejoicing about something or when our children are rejoicing, we need to rejoice with them. But in the same breath, when they're struggling, we need to acknowledge each other's emotions and actually um, help each other to work through that. So yeah. the Bible encourages it and we want to encourage you to embrace your emotions. Our second point, I think, actually ties in very well with that. Um, and that is that we need to look after self-care and selflessness. Yeah. Self-care and selflessness. In fact, I would go so far as to argue that it's actually to the extent that we have appropriate self-care mm. that we're able to be selfless. And uh, if you're familiar with the Bible, there are, there are uh, moments where Jesus encourages us to actually die to ourselves, so die to our own self-centered mm. will. Um, but dying to ourselves I don't know about you, but it's hard for me not to want to revive regularly <laughs> and to you know want to feel stuff and fight back. And, and I actually find that that is the as to the extent that I look after myself appropriately, not selfishly, but self-care, self-caringly. Yeah. It's to that extent that I'm that I'm better able to be selfless. I'm better able to cope with the needs of those around me. And so again, there's there's just this tension. Um, we read the scripture last week, Mark chapter twelve verse 30 to 31 it says uh, that you must love the lord your god remember summing up all of all of christianity really love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength the second is equally important love your neighbor but then also says as yourself and so the point we're trying to make is that unless we are allowing ourselves mm -hmm. to receive love from god unless we allow ourselves to be forgiven yeah and to forgive you know we, we're going to struggle to be able to to be selfless in those many moments mm. where we're needing to be. And so again, we look, we're trying to be very real. 
I think that there are very few people that are living together in each other's space day in and day out for the for the last five plus weeks that won't have moments where where they're needing to die to themselves <laughs> and to be selfless. And it's a challenge for us. Uh, we have our own opinions, our own desires, mm -hmm. the things that we want to do in that moment. And, and, and especially if you're tired and, and a little bit more prickly, we can, we can be tr easily triggered. And so, again, we're not encouraging self-centeredness, but yeah. there is a tension. And you might have to manage this tension. And again, if you fail, be kind to yourself, be kind to one another. Sue and I have had to be kind to each other, mm -hmm. even in working out, working together on this message so again be kind to yourself be kind to mm. one another there's a tension that exists between self-care and living selflessly i honestly do believe that god will help you with that absolutely and um you know in that self-care it's also very important that you realize that you need to um do what it takes to help yourself to be in that position to be selfless but one way that we can be really selfless towards other people, those that we're living with, working with, is to be kind with our words. So, we, so I want to encourage you today to really intentionally be kind with your words. There's that old saying that we all know from school days that sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never harm you. We know that that is not true. We know that that was said to try and make people feel better and stronger, but yeah. words do hurt. And unfortunately, um, bones can be repaired. Very often, uh, hurting words stick forever. And so we've got to be really careful with our um, words. And, you know, as quickly as we let them come out of our mouths, it can take a lifetime to heal and repair. So during this time, we do need to be intentional with our words. And the Bible is full of scripture that helps us to actually see how important words are and that words are life or yeah. death. And in Proverbs 15 verse 4, it says that gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. So there we see that we need to always be looking for opportunities to be sincerely encouraging yeah. with our words. We need to look for opportunities. Look at what our um, partner is doing. Look at what our kids are doing, those that live with us, and actually find uh, ways to encourage them with your words. Another one from Proverbs is Proverbs 16 verse 24 that says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Now, I don't know about you, but if I find that um, I am coming out of a time with Jason where perhaps we are at loggerheads with each other and... Um, we hardly ever. <laughs> hardly ever. And we are feeling a bit stressed and maybe our words haven't been as kind and we choose to pause and we choose to acknowledge what's going on and we um, start encouraging each other genuinely with words that are life-giving. Yeah. It is like honey to my soul. It does make me feel healthier in myself and healthier in our relationship. So those of you that are working every day with Zoom calls, thank the people that you work with. Mm -hmm. At home, show appreciation for your family. Show appreciation for the things we usually take for granted, for chores that are being done, for meals that are being cooked. And with, with friends, if you're spending time on calls with friends, express gratitude yeah. for what that friendship means to you. And so as you generously use your words to encourage others, I promise you that you yourself will be encouraged. Yeah, it's a, a very sobering thought mm. that we, we live in the world that we create with our words. Yeah. And so 
Um, there are other verses that also indicate that, that there's power of life and death mm. in our words. So, and you know this if you have young children, you know, when you, when you encourage them, like you can almost see them being built up. <laughs> um, when, you, when you criticize harshly, not constructively, but harshly, you almost mm. see them being broken down. And that's not just with children. Uh, you can see that in your marriage. Yeah. You can see that at work. And so I want to encourage you, um, be crazy intentional yeah. with your words. We, we, we build up so much life and we can do so much damage mm. with our words. And again, guys, we're, we're in circumstances that are adding to mm. pressure and anxiety. Yeah. Um, some, of, some of us are, are under enormous stress and strain with your businesses, yeah. whether or not you're going to be able to keep employees uh, fully paid or whether or not you're going to get a paycheck at the end of the month, whether or not, you, whether or not you're going to be able to feed your family. These are very, very real things. We're not, we're, not, we're not trying to give you trite, patronizing answers. I'm just saying that, that it does require a level of courage. It requires a level of determination to guard your mouth. Um, be, be so careful that, you, that, again, we don't allow our emotions to lead us. We, you know, choices lead, feelings follow. So yeah. choose to speak life into people. So number yeah. three is choosing words of life. And number four is that we need to guard our attitude. Um, and again, I would almost take it a, a step further. I'd say guard, guard your attitude with your life. Um, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, uh, we have Paul the Apostle, one of the early church leaders who's writing to a young minister who, who's engaged in, a, in a, an incredible uh, work, but he's also under a lot of pressure. And he says that God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, yeah. and self-discipline. And I, I want to... Uh, I want to argue that our our attitude quite literally will determine the direction yeah. of our lives. It will Definitely. determine the direction of your family. You know right now, wherever you are, mm. whether you're watching or listening, uh, you know the atmosphere around you is either good or it's destructive, largely based on the attitude of those mm. that are present. So our, our attitudes play an enormous role. And again, if you're at work, whether you're an employee, your attitude makes a difference to those around you. If you're a boss, if you're an employer, your attitude makes mm. a difference. In fact, I, I was listening to something recently. I wasn't able to confirm this for myself, but but where someone was describing Winston Churchill as having led with hopeful realism. Mm. Hopeful realism. In fact, they, they described it as reality wrapped in hope. So he wasn't denying reality. And when we say choose your attitude or have a positive mental attitude. We're not saying deny reality. In fact, I really, personally, I respect and appreciate when people acknowledge the facts, but they try and, and mm. balance it with, with what is within our control. Mm. What, so I can't do anything about these facts, but I'm going to do the best I can to be diligent mm. with what is within my control. And so I would encourage you to guard your heart with your life. Guard your attitude. You're, you want to be a thermostat yeah. in an environment. You don't want to be a thermometer. So it's, it's easy just, just to read the temperature of the country, the world, the economy, even the people mm -hmm. around you. But you want to be a thermostat that actually changes uh, the temperature. Last uh, key quote is from uh, Howard Hendricks, where he says something that has stuck with me for years now, um, just very sobering. He makes this statement, discouragement is the anesthetic the devil uses on a person mm just before he reaches in and carves out his heart. And I know that there'd be lots of people watching or listening that are discouraged right now. My, my encouragement to you is to, is to almost like stem the tide. 
do whatever it takes get on the phone with someone that you that you know is has got faith mm. is positive or confess what you're wrestling with i mean i'm on several calls with, with other pastors at the moment and and again we're encouraging one another nobody's been here before mm. it is intimidating but we want to encourage you to get around people that can help you uh, help iron sharpen iron that we can guard our attitude and and guard our hearts there's just too much at stake um the lives of your family your friends your business yeah it's at stake our attitude is worth putting mm. very intentional effort into and uh, this actually reminds me of that statement that I read the other day by um, Carrie Newhoff's wife, Tony Newhoff. She made this amazing statement that we can create the calm that we crave. Yeah. And even just talking about attitudes, it reminds me of that because so often um, we want a calm home life. We want a calm work environment. We want things to be calm, um, but we ourselves are not calm. Yeah. But you see, the point she was making, which I loved, is that we can't wait for other people to to create the calm yeah. that we crave, yeah. we actually need to own that. We yeah. need to create the environment that will help us to be calm, that will help us to yeah. have um, the family life or the work environment that we so much crave. So yeah. whatever you need to do to do that, that will also help with your, with your attitude when you go into an environment saying, you know what, I'm gonna be willing to do whatever it takes yeah. to create the um, environment, the attitude, the calm yeah. that I'm looking for. So yeah. um, one uh, point that, that we really think is so important, and um, people might think this is not even spiritual, but it's actually in the Bible, is that we need to fight for fun. Just like we need to fight for our marriages, fight for our families, um, yeah. and all of that. We need to fight for fun. Yeah. In Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 and verse 4, it says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to cry and a time to laugh, yep. a time to grieve and a time to dance. So you know what? Whatever works in your house to have fun, you need to take the time to carve out time yep. to have fun. In our home, we love playing games. But it's not just going to happen. We have to carve our time. We have to be intentional. And I know that uh, Jason has been uh, quite traumatized, if we can call it, by playing Rummy Cub as, we, as he has discovered a nemesis. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell him about that? Well, Sam, who you would have seen a little bit earlier on the video, actually lives with us. So lives on our property. There's a small flat attached to our house. Um, and we've been decimating Sam in every other game, but <laughs> Rummy Cub, we've discovered a whole nother strength to Sam. So Sam is, she is demolishing us at the moment in Rummy Cub. So she's yeah. humbling us tremendously. She is my nemesis. I will have victory. We will conquer. Yeah. But you know what? Eat together. Mm. Um, make your own homemade pizzas. Make yeah. homemade burgers. Um, make it an, an, an event in your home, whatever you can afford. Um, have dress-up parties. Um, yeah. play, play all sorts of made-up games. I know for us, um, one of Taylor's favorite things to do, especially when she was younger, uh, was um, general knowledge, you know, where you make up your own uh, columns and your own rules, but there yeah. is so much that you can do. Yeah. The other day, um, Sam and I were busy outside and I saw Jason was dressed up really funny and um, I think it was a great idea what they had. And do you want to share how you guys celebrated was, Donovan's um, birthday? Yeah, it was our national leader. It was his 70th birthday on Monday. So 
obviously no one can organize decor retreats anyway. So we mm. just try to find what we could. So I had a shower cap on and an <laughs> old happy birthday sash wrapped around me. I blew up a, one of those latex gloves because obviously we don't have balloons, lit a, lit a, a candle. <laughs> Again, we just, you know, p- people, people are, are experiencing moments, mm. um, birthdays, anniversaries. Yeah, again, we're just saying it doesn't have to compare to the mm. past. Just be creative, be intentional. And, and again, we'd say don't be shy to fail. Like experimental yeah. stuff. If you yeah. try and have fun and it, and it ends up in a Barney, be kind to each other, <laughs> be kind to yourself, be quick to forgive. And uh, yeah, let's, let's mm. keep moving on. But, but when it comes to fun, we can't stress it enough. Be intentional. Don't just wait for it to happen. Don't wait mm. for the planets to align and for you guys to land up creating memories. Make memories. Yes. Um, for us, I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed to, to, to admit how much we've struggled um, over the past seasons to eat together as a mm. family because everyone's doing something else. We have like four generations living you know, in the same house. Everyone's doing a different thing. We've struggled to get together for one meal a week. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're enjoying sitting at the table every single night yeah. together. And it's... And it has been fun. Our relationships mm. are strengthening. Yeah. But again, we've we've had to get intentional. Um, I don't know what works for you, but but please don't leave it a chance. Find mm. find any excuse to laugh, even if you play a practical joke on something. <laughs> just 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 do whatever it takes. But mm. laughter. In fact, even in the even in the the marriage course, uh, we we completed week one um, a bit earlier this week and. Even though I loved how intentional they encourage couples to be when it comes to a date night. Um, mm. and, and they encourage them around three principles of plan, prioritize, and protect. Yeah. Plan the date night, prioritize it so before you put other stuff in, and mm. protect it. And so I would say, yeah, when it comes to important relationships, if you're single and, mm. and, you're, and you're trying to form a routine of, of Zoom calling someone yeah. you know, once a week or every couple of days, again, prioritize it. Plan for it and and guard it, protect yeah. it. Don't don't allow other things to to get into the mm. way. Number Absolutely. six. Number six. We want to end off with a with just a sixth quick principle, and and that is feeding our faith. Mm. Um, and this ties into self care. Ties mm. into you know our emotions, to our attitude, even to having fun. In in, in my opinion, faith is the foundation. Yeah. Um, if I don't believe that God has got this. If we don't believe that God mm. cares about our family more than we ever could, to be honest with you, if I didn't, care, if I didn't believe that God cared about you more than I ever could, mm. I would be, I, would, I am experiencing stress, but I would be experiencing a whole nother level of stress. And I have to keep feeding that faith. You're either feeding fear or you're feeding yeah. faith. And I'm just saying that when it comes to our family, when it comes to your friends, to your colleagues, um, for many of us, we're burdened about our communities, about about the uh, less resourced, and it can be it can be completely distracting. It mm-hmm. can it it can cause a crisis of faith. It can cause disillusionment. But again, I want to encourage you to take responsibility for your own mm-hmm. uh, faith. Spend time with God. Yeah. I'm just saying that, and this is part of self care for me. Unless mm-hmm. I'm even this even this week, to be to be very honest with you, even this week. Kind of Monday, Tuesday, there have been uh, particular areas that have been burdening me big time. And again, I know, I know the truth. Yeah. I know God's got this. I know it'll be okay. Like I believe that intellectually, but but I've needed to get with God. I've needed yeah. to slow down. I've needed to I've needed to read, uh, like reflect on Scripture. And, mm. and again, I felt like God was so kind and spoke to me 
um, so encouragingly and generously through a portion in Matthew uh, chapter 14. But, but, but I, it doesn't matter what, I, for me, it almost doesn't matter that I know that it's going to be okay. Like mm. I've needed to know it. I'm, I need it in my bones. And so I just want to encourage you when it comes to your family, when it comes mm. to your business, I, I can't tell you what's going to happen with your business. I can't tell you what's going to happen with your job. But I do know that if we keep pressing into God and keep strengthening that faith, um, I think God may give us the creativity. He may give you ideas for a different business. Yeah. He, may, he may give you ideas for different ways to generate income. He may, mm-hmm. he may encourage you that even though you can't help that person that you're wanting to help, that, that mm-hmm. if we keep surrendering or committing that person to Him, mm-hmm. that, that, that God is able. Mm-hmm. And God is able. He is able. And so I, I wish I could convince you that these aren't just words for me. These aren't yeah. just truths for me. This isn't because we're, you know, we're professional Christians. Like this matters to us mm. for our own family, for people that we love, people that we care about. And so mm. I can't encourage you enough, even to get to a point where you're saying, God, help me to dream again. Mm. Help me to trust you for, for something uh, significant. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I think during the season, if faith isn't our foundation, then all these other principles that we've just mentioned, you know, they, they are being built on sand. And so mm. my encouragement to you, even, even today as we close, and I'm going to ask Sue to pray for us in a moment. My encouragement is, you know, we talk about prioritizing, planning and protecting time with those you love. I would say plan, prioritize and protect your time with the Lord. Yeah. And, and be real with them. Again, emotions are a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. Yeah. If you're freaking out, tell God. God, I'm freaking mm. out right now. I need perspective. I need your peace. I'm going to ask you to pray for us before we draw things to a close. Just where you are, if you're comfortable to do this, close your eyes and just agree with me as we pray. Father, I just want to thank you so much that even though we cannot gather together in the same building, that we can still gather as the church. That wherever each person is sitting in their homes or wherever they may be, that we can all hear um, from you, we can hear from your word. But right now, God, I just want to pray for every person who is watching, who is listening, who is asking you to help them to feed their faith, who's asking you to guide them, to help them to prioritize time with you, to help them to to prioritize self-care so that they can be selfless when you are asking them uh, them to be with their families, with their friends, with their work colleagues. Father, it's not something that we can do in our own strength without becoming tired and worn out. So Father, we ask that you would just breathe supernaturally into each person, that you would breathe creativity, that you would breathe new life, that you would help us to um, take our emotions and and embrace them and not diminish them, to have fun, to think of the words that we're going to speak before we do. God, to change our attitude if we know that our attitude isn't great. Lord, help us please to be people who are loving and kind and generous with our words, with our lives, with all of our interactions. God, so that we can be um, people who stand up above the rest and who love on the world when perhaps it feels like the world is is not loving on us, where, where we can just love on those around us. 
So Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your sacrifice. And we pray that you would lead us into this week with um, grace and with mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.